More than 100 million people have signed up to Threads, Mark Zuckerberg's new social media network, in little under a week. That's nuts. Yeah, it's massive. But uh, here's a question. Is it really what the world needs? And if you're one of those 100 million people, how do you actually get something out of this? Kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. With us now is Kennedy Anderson, a social media strategist, digital marketer, and influencer, and all-round great guy. Kia ora, Kennedy. Kia ora, guys. Thanks for having me. So, for those who are yet to download it and join the 100 million, explain to us how Threads works. Like, who hasn't really joined it, right? Like, 100 million in a, in a week is probably now, I think, a record-breaking fastest downloaded platform that we've ever had, so... Already we're seeing such a huge uptake on it. And I think a pretty clear defined reason to describe it is that it's a it's a dupe, right? We're spoken about dupes before. It's a dupe of Twitter. Mm. It's like the younger cousin, but it's kind of the hotter new one on the block that people are like interested to play around with. And I think the timing is everything for me. I think the biggest difference of the social media app is that it came at a time where Twitter's taking a downturn. You know, we've we've seen it happening. It's been in the news day after day, and it came dead on a week after Twitter's owner, Elon Musk, uh, announced that there'd be a, a tweet like reading limit pretty much between mm. 300 to 600 reading limit. That's crazy for a social media platform. We've never had limits like that before if you don't purchase the app. And so I think it was dead on perfect timing. Whether Threads knew that and you'd have jumped on the ball there and then, honestly, I think they've done a really good job at like pretty much giving everyone a solution that they were looking for. Kennedy, there, there have been dupes of Twitter before, recently, you know, Mastodon uh, tried to do this. Uh, Blue Sky, Jack Dorsey, who, who founded Twitter, yeah. uh, launched a competitor, Blue Sky. So w- what's different about Threads? Why has it succeeded where they have kind of failed to pick up that critical mass of users? Yeah, it's such a good question. And I've kind of like been thinking about that over the week, like what made me jump to it so quickly as well. And I think there's a couple of things like that made it so obviously quite a smart plan, which is, I mean, the first and the biggest one is we can't, jump away from the fact that you could literally create the account within Instagram. It's still one of the world's biggest mm. social media platforms and you could jump to it within a second of creating it. I think a couple of key reasons people were jumping was because it's been pretty known now over the last like one to two years, Instagram's come out and, and admitted that they're like a video platform now. They've moved their space into like a video world, which is competing with the likes of TikTok. And the reason I guess people that like, like myself were quite keen to jump onto something like this was because the written word and photos were kind of almost highlighted again. It was like jumping back a little bit to like another way to, I guess, jump onto Instagram, have the same following and have the same like world that you like, but look at it from a different angle. So there was that. And then I also think a really clever thing they did, whether they did it on purpose or not, was naming it Threads and having Twitter not being able to ban that word on Twitter is an incredibly smart play by, I, I think, the world really. like So things like Blue Sky and stuff like that, if, if you're creating a new platform, it's pretty easy for them to like monitor that word on another social media app and allow it to not be spoken about and shared about as much. Whereas threads is what you say on Twitter. It's a Twitter thread. And so that word became like the number one trending term on Twitter this week. And Elon can't do anything about it. I've downloaded it. I've threaded, I think, a grand total of three times in a week. It's quite funny. I've scrolled for sure, and it looks and it feels like Twitter. And more than 100 million people have downloaded it. But it's still not Twitter. Like, it's still really friendly. People are nice. Yeah. To me, it feels like what Twitter was meant to be or what Twitter started off as, as, like, just thoughts or updating your Facebook status because there's none of that, uh, you know, nastiness or anything 
that's really riling people up. Do you reckon, though, the longer this app is alive, that it could turn into what Twitter has become? Yeah, it's so funny because, like, oh, I think we're in the honeymoon phase 100%. Mm. I think everyone's on it. I'm, I think every third or fourth tweet that I scroll past is everyone going, like, this is such a lovely place. And I'm like, it yeah. is so nice that people are sharing that way. And it feels like that, to be honest. I completely agree. Like, even big brands, like, the way they're talking and communicating, it feels so, like, light and bubbly. I think we are in probably what we call the honeymoon phase of the social media app. Don't get me wrong. But with that being said, they're going to try and take it in an avenue where Twitter was a very – even though it had that, um, I guess, beefy Twitter aspect to it where people would kind of go at each other, it still had somewhat of a, a less of a hierarchy and I guess of a free speech type angle towards it where you could actually just tweet a brand or talk to a celebrity on the off chance that they would reply, whereas mm. Instagram feels like there's quite that separation and similar to TikTok and stuff like that. So do I think that there's probably going to be, sadly, some negative sides to it? 100%. At social media, us as humans, we plan to do that. We, we're clever at that. But I do see a space for it where we are breaking down a few of those barriers. You know, it's cool that these brands and bigger influencers or just different types of humans can kind of connect and chat to each other. And I'm already seeing that. And so I would like it to trend this way, but we'll see. Well, that's a really interesting element to it, Kennedy, because like Twitter, for, for all of its many flaws and the many criticisms that you can level at it, I guess it's a different type of social media platform, yes. isn't it? It's like it's a public discourse area um, like a public square, you know, where people can yeah. go and and talk about serious things. And politicians are on there. They announce campaigns and they announce policies and, and, and stuff like that. It's different to the other social media platforms in that sense. Yeah, I think it's like like you almost that word that you would like Discord. It kind of does allow it to have a level of like, okay, strip back all the barriers here. Like we're all kind of sitting at that public square playing field, which I think that you're so right. That's what everyone loved about Twitter. It's the speed as well. Like you can kind of connect with someone at like a rapid pace. It never took up as quickly as in New Zealand as it has in other countries. Mm. Like that was quite an obvious thing. But what people, what New Zealanders didn't really get around Twitter was the speed of it all. Like people think that TikTok's fast. Like Twitter is so fast. People are updating that multiple times a day. There's no like limit, you know, like one post of Instagram per day and this many of it. There's no algorithm hacking or anything like that. It's just word vomit your thoughts and like getting it out there to the public. And I really hope that that's what Thread stays like. Like, I think there's all this hype around, like, what is the social media managers of the world going to do with a new platform <laughs> like this? And we all are hoping that this actually does genuinely stay on that trajectory that Twitter was aiming for, which is just mind dumping, right? Like, get it out of the way, including brands as well. Like, my own personal brand, I jumped straight on there and I did a deal. The, the first thread that I did, I did, like, some kind of deal. And I had to take a step back and be like, no, don't treat this like, the other stuff that you've been doing, like allow your community to have a space to talk to you and kind of complain or or like just thrive from your actual posts and just be funny, be enjoyable, give someone actual entertainment again. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. Have you got tips for people to make sure they're getting the most out of it? Not necessarily as a brand owner like yourself or an influencer like yourself, but just your normal, regular person. How do they get the most out of threads? I think one of the coolest things that I read from, I think, Adam Mossery, the CEO of Instagram, was that, like, you know, they're purposely doing things like your activity and your likes aren't being tracked by anybody else for the first time on a social media app. So, yes, it's an algorithm base and there will be that, but like away, like comment, like, and share. No one's going to judge you or be able to see that. Or maybe sharing it onto your, uh, like re-threading it onto your page will. But I think that's probably one of the coolest parts about this is that you could go and like like and 
monitor all of that and no one's really going to be able to track and see what you're doing. So there's that, which I think is quite cool. Like purposely go out of your way to make sure you're engaging with the stuff that you like to see. And that's going to start to come up even more and more. Unlike maybe some people that are weary to do that on Instagram and other platforms like that. And another thing is like this no growth methods at the moment. Like there's no, hashtags don't work mm. on it for the first time in a social media app in forever. Like it's not made to force people into an extreme amount of growth. It's made to like actually get people conversating and talking. So my best piece of advice for anyone, like you said, brand owner, influencer, or just individual person is try to either engage in those conversations or be that conversation. That's what it's for is like jump on there and just go, does everyone else feel this way about such and such? And nine times out of 10, that's what's going to be the stuff that actually threads. Is Emil on it? That's the real question. I know that Emil's nah. against a couple of social media. No, you're not on it yet. Nah. You make the jump. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, 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 I hear you when you say um, you hope it succeeds. But I don't know. There, there is a part of me that's kind of discomforted by all of this. Like, I, I think I saw some stats. Something like 77% of people who use the internet are on some Meta-owned platform. There's no way that Meta would ever be allowed to buy Twitter, and yet this yeah. could push Twitter out of this sphere. The FTC would never allow that, yet this could overcome Twitter. And there's just something discomforting to me about the centralization of social media in the hands of, of one yeah. person. It freaks me out a bit. I feel like we're in uncharted territory here. You know what I mean? Yeah, fully. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows what, what can come from something like that. We've never had, in the history of humans, we've never had something controlled by one centralized place like that. And I completely agree. It's my view is just kind of get on board or get off, right? And I'm pretty deep in it now. So Zach can <laughs> yeah. control me all he needs to. But um, no, I completely agree. I'd be very interested to see how it falls. I, I, I don't know if I believe the news articles as is it a Twitter destroyer. I think there's always going to be the humans that choose something like that over mm. it. Because like you said, exactly like how you described it, Emil, it, not everyone falls for the meta, I guess, trap, if you want to call it that. But Look, and right now it's not the exact same, is it? Like it's still lacking quite a few features that Twitter doesn't have yet and it doesn't have that same kind of connectivity. If anything, people are still trying to navigate how to do it. It doesn't have that kind of like, oh, we need to grow this way to do this kind of thing. Twitter still has a little bit more of that decentralized look about it. So yeah, I don't know how it will end up. You're right. It kind of quite quickly could fall back into the meta pool. Kennedy Anderson, social media whiz and man who's happy to have Mark Zuckerberg rule his soul. <laughs> We love We're you. too bad deep now, Zach. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. No, so good. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Newsable. Now, we do make new episodes six days a week, so to get them dropped right into your phone, give us a like and a follow wherever you get your podcasts. That's Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. Catch you Monday. Newsable. News that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You'll also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.